name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I was driving behind a Prius uh, recently, which, look, I live in hippie town, so that's nine times out of ten uh, I'm going to be driving behind a Prius. But this particular Prius had a bumper sticker. Again, I... I'm I'm mixed on bumper stickers. I'm I'm on the fence on bumper stickers. I'm I'm more like on one side of the fence of bumper stickers. But anyway, anyways, this one had a bumper sticker and it said, uh, "What would Jesus drive? What would Jesus drive on the back of a Prius?" Now I know what they're going for. They're going for the idea <clears throat> that if Jesus were alive ever and today, he would have he'd drive a Prius. I don't think that's, I didn't, well, put it this way. I didn't think that was true. I, I thought to myself, that's, I'm not going to jump to that conclusion. It seems like maybe something he would do, but I wanted to go a little deeper. That's what I do. The whole What Sid Thinks podcast, we, we go deep. We don't stop at the surface. We look underneath and say, okay, really, what's at stake here? So I did a little searching. Turns out Jesus would not drive a Prius. <clears throat> he would not drive a Prius. This is not an opinion. This is a fact. He would drive a 1962 VW Samba 23 window microbus, turns out, which if you think about it, he's not going to, I mean, can you really picture Jesus in a, he's probably tall, first of all, Prius, not going to happen. And second of all, I don't think he'd be like, he wants to, I think he'd want to go fast. And when you get into a Prius, even though that car will go fast, you turn into somebody who can't drive even the speed limit anymore. And I don't think that's, that's Jesus, my in my opinion. If he wants to mellow out and go slow, he wants to drive a car that is a mellow out slow car. Not that has potential for fast, but is just kind of a chilling car. 1962 VW Samba 23 window microbus. I Look, I'm just the messenger. I'm just trying to get the facts out into the world. Okay, so Prius, save it. If you guys remember way back when, episode, I had to look it up. Episode 32, I did the whole episode on the Prius effect. This kind of very self-righteous kind of thing about that you've sort of solved the environmental crisis by driving a Prius when that's not a large, you're not making a big dent. There are way bigger things that you could do. It's sort of like the plastic straw thing, which is like 0.0% something of the pollution in the ocean, but we all get bent out of shape and aggro about plastic straws when over half the pollution last time I checked was fishing stuff, fishing equipment and nets and crap that are left in the ocean. That's the, don't eat fish. If you want to help the environment, that take on the big thing first. Don't get all high and mighty about your plastic straw phobia. Okay? I mean, good. give up the plastic straws. I'm not saying that. But the Prius effect is that people stop there. They go, I drive a Prius. I drive a Prius. And guess what? Jesus would too. Mm. Now, I would say, what would Jesus drink? Single malt scotch. Guaranteed. I mean, guaranteed. I don't even need to Google that one. Um, if I haven't pissed off anybody yet and you're still with me, then I will tell you that I was a guest on a podcast, a very, I was very pleased about this one, called Veg Your Best with Michelle Olander. Michelle has become a buddy of mine over the years, and I know that she had me on her podcast just because she felt bad for me. I guarantee I, guarantee I haven't asked her. I just know that that's true. She does great work. She's a health coach and a good podcaster. She has Veg Your Best, and she asked me to be on it. I was, guess what? It's not her first podcast. She's had it for a while, but I was the first guest on the podcast. The first guest on her podcast. Hello, 
fancy boy. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Listen to that. Check her out, man. She's cool. She's a bud. She's a bud. She's always supported me. She was like, she like supported me from the very beginning. Like she's always been like, kind of like good job when I need it most. She kind of knows that. That means she's probably a fantastic coach. The other props I'm going to give or information I'm going to put out there is my friends Shoshana, people I call her Shosh, and Adam Chaim, buddies of mine. They have the like a podcast. They're they're awesome. And I've met I met them in Texas once, and then Shoshana was also a speaker in New York. I was I was there, and we hung out in L.A. too. Anyway, she has a book out called "I Am a Peaceful Goldfish." It's a children's book on mindfulness and breathing. Freaking cool, and it's kicking ass. She doesn't even need me to say mention anything because she's like, if you compare that book to Six Truths, it's like comparing the New York Times to a blogger who lives in Tulsa. It's li- it's like that. So she doesn't need my thing, but it's a very good book. It's a cool book. What can I say? I'm having, I asked Jeff Stanford to order some for the gift shop. Hey, I'm a peaceful goldfish, like a children's book for mindfulness. I think that's super cool. So I'm going to get a copy and then have a new kid because my kids are too old and old for that book. So I'm going to actually have another child with or without Lisa. I'm not sure. And, and then buy that book just so I have somebody to buy it for, for crying out loud. Mm. Um, yeah. Six truth is out. I got to mention if you haven't picked it up already, that would be great if you did. Just because now it's like a, a race for uh, against the children's mindfulness book. Like that's in my mind, I'm like that. This is game on, you know that kind of thing. But remember a few episodes back where I talked about how I auditioned to read my own audiobook and didn't get the part, which is I I'm not going to go back. I talked about it ad nauseum, but I kept forgetting to mention the audiobook's out. There's actually an audiobook. It's super cool. I listened to a clip of it. it sounded kind of cool. There was a little inflection that he did that I would never have done, and my daughter laughed. She's like, "Good lord!" And I was like, "I know." But hey, look at me dissing my own audiobook. I always wanted an audiobook. I tried with the old publisher, it didn't happen. This new publisher, like, yeah, fine, let's do an audiobook. Good idea, and got it. He got it done with a professional reader. So that's fun, and it's it's been selling. I can tell. Um, not financially, but I can tell ratings and all the nonsense of that of that whole thing. So anyway, six truths. Live by these truths and be happy. Don't and you won't. It's happening. If you go on Amazon, it says not till this. I don't know what that means because bookstores have it. It's out. So there. if you order it on Amazon, you're going to get it pretty darn soon. That's all I can tell you. Okay? And the last thing I will say, and I'm going to blog about this. If you don't, if you're on my mailing list, you should get on it. Is Small Steppers is rolling. It's absolutely, now I can announce it's rolling. There is a six part, free six part video series where you can learn about stuff and learn actual stuff. It's good content. It's real, but also it's an introduction into kind of what I'm about and what I do. Please pass it on. You just go to smallsteppers.com and put your mailing, your email and name in there and you get a link to the first video. And then every couple of days, another video is unlocked and it's a six part video series. Please shoot it around. Okay. If, if you find it's appropriate, it's freaking fun. I'm still doing live Q and A's. I'm still accessible. Do it with friends. It's excellent to do it with friends as a group. So I've heard. Thank you to everybody who has Patreon me and still does. Thanks. And for those of you who did the promotion and got that coffee, I hope you enjoyed the coffee. I'm going to discuss, uh, the subject of this episode, which is called change your mind. Now, um, I remember years ago when John Kerry, who I think, let me check on this. Yes. Yes. The most boring politician to ever grace the airwaves. 
good lord how that guy got anywhere and he's obviously intelligent so i hope that my faith in humanity is set in stone enough that i go he went that far because he's smart and a capable guy that would be great because it ain't because of his personality that's all i'm saying thank god right that should be secondary you know and he's got a good personality which 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 should should be sort of the discussion around politics politics like you know has integrity he's really smart she's got you know she's she knows her stuff better than anybody else and she's cool that like that that's it should be like an aside and i want to hang out with him like that kind of thing anyways um, I remember years ago when he was running for president, he flip-flopped. He said something like, um, I voted for it before I voted against it with some bill. And I remember the the opposing sides, was, oh, flip-flopper. They use that as a pejorative, flip-flop, he flip-flopped. And I, and I remember at the time I was like, and first of all, he handled it, couldn't have handled it worse. He was just like, well, I just, instead of going, yeah, it's not a flip-flop when you change your mind. when you When new facts present, and you learn new information and you change your mind about something that's called being able to freaking think and i always it always blows my mind how how that can be seen negatively when somebody is the in other words the principle that underlies us or if you live on principle if you have defined your principles doesn't mean you're never going to change your mind it means that you will change your behavior based on information that is going to change your behavior around that thing but not the principle that underlies it you see what i'm saying i hope you do because i have no idea what i just said one time i was uh speaking at beloit college with jeff stanford we went to Beloit. they invited us to come and do some talks in classrooms with about environmental stuff and plant-based this and that anyways this environmental group invited us over for dinner it's had something to do with tabbouleh i guarantee it i don't even remember but it i guarantee there was something to do with tabbouleh jesus would have been there with like he would have drove, driven up his van and he would have said here's extra couscous like he just would have and we were talking about decisions around environment and principles and things like that and i said listen if you you're a runner this girl was a runner i said you're a runner if you found out that your running shoes were made by slaves that that a country was enslaving people to make your running shoes okay which kind of happens today like with you know anyways don't get me started but you know what i'm saying um what would you do? Like, you wouldn't buy those shoes, right? And she, she goes, no, I mean, like, I have, like, a totally, like, raised arch. And I, like, I really need these shoes. Like, these are the shoes that I told. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> My point didn't translate. All I'm saying is, if you have a principle of that you don't support products that are made unethically then and and you support some products that are made ethically well if you find out that one of the ethical products isn't actually made ethically you stop buying you change your behavior it doesn't make you a flip-flopper it means you go i'm gonna change my mind i changed my mind i'm not gonna do that thing anymore i used to do this thing i'm not gonna do it anymore i found out more about it new information it's a sign of independence changing your mind literally i mean think about the term change think about the phrase changing your mind changing your mind it's a sign of versatility it's like a it's i talked about a few episodes ago not we're versatile we do we're in our zone when we're versatile and, and adaptable when we change things around with the in some of the intensive clients i have right now i'm it forcing and i don't mean that in like a 
I'm not like forcing. I'm not like in their house. I'm just saying, let's take a day where you don't do stuff that you've been doing. Like we've established healthy routines, but I'm always then I'm like, okay, well, to make sure that your mind is engaged in this, stop it. And then that changes your mind in a way around it. You can adjust your mind. You can adjust your perception. You can, the same behavior can be, uh, like I'll put it this way. If I, I'm raising my kid, they're all plant, my, like I don't hide this. My kids are all 100% plant-based since birth. What about breast milk? Yes, you got me. That's why I give them Big Macs also because breast milk opened the gates. But they're plant-based from birth. Okay, can we just, jeez. Anyways. That's actually happened before. What about breast milk? I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. You, you nailed me. But they're brain, they're brain, they're plant based from birth. But I've been accused of brainwashing. Fine, okay, fine, fine. As if that's not what every parent does, whether you like it or not. But okay, my goal and wish for my children is not that they continue a behavior because I introduced it to them and believe in and, and taught them to do it. My goal. If I'm a good parent, which I'm hoping I am, not, you know, as best I can be, is that eventually they change their mind around that same exact behavior and begin to incorporate it, I guess, or not, but because it's them. They, they changed from, I'm a kid, I'm learning what my parents, my parents are modeling, they're doing these things, I'm doing these things too. And then at some point they think about it and either continue to do that very same behavior that from the external will look exactly the same to everybody, but now it's theirs to, or not doing it. Either way, I'm fine. I just don't want them sitting there like I just want to do what my father told me to do. Like that's not ideal. That's again, that robotic thing that I'm so worried about when I'm coaching people, especially in nutrition is becoming, trying to become a robot about it. That's not, that's not a good goal. I've had clients where I just go, okay, eat something less than healthy tomorrow. That's what we're going to do together. And you're going to text me about it. And we're going to talk about it a little bit because you're holding on too tight to the regularity, to the roboticness of it. And that can be uh, debilitating to health. You know, the transition from guru to independence, from external to internal, to internalizing a behavior that you're doing, that you were following somebody and then you make it your own. This is which is ideal because you don't need the guru anymore. Notice that some of the, and I talk about this in Six Truths, by the way. So I'm totally in this zone right now. I did a, a book event recently um, for this local bookstore. It was a virtual event. It, it was it was fine. Like it was fine, but then not my Democrat. Like no, 0% of people that went to that thing. And it was a good showing, by the way, like 50 people or something. 0% were buying my book. Zero. In fact, the guy who hosted, he goes, yeah, it was so cool. This 16-year-old, he's this teenager came in with his girlfriend and he picked up your book. And he was thumbing through it and his girlfriend was like, hey, let's, let's go. And he's like, no, 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 hold on a second. And he read it and he looked at it and then he bought it. And the guy was like, so cool. Like a teenager bought your book. And I was like, well, my emotional age is like 16 and a half. So literally that's a zero. That's not at all surprising to me that that's my demographic. But clearly the people here are not my demographic. I didn't say that, but I thought it. I did say that my emotional age was 16 and a half by the way. Mm. The, you know, the, the. Changing your mind, I guess the point of, that I want to make here is a good thing. It's a good thing. And the the accusation and transition from learned behavior to the same exact behavior that you incorporate is a weird thing. That's a, that's a good thing. Or changing your mind and not doing something on one day and then having that little break in the routine, a 
uh, an intentional conscious break in the routine changes your mind around it, it 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 adjusts and changes your mind we can easily fall into a robotic kind of existence like i'm talking about that i'm afraid of i'm i'm not afraid of it i'm just hyper conscious with clients to make sure that that doesn't happen because i don't want them to have that experience of life because i've never found that to be a positive thing when you are so in it i would be i, I would i would appreciate a politician who has a history of uh, what I would perceive anyway is as an intellectual approach to things, which means fluidity and maybe votes Republican if they're Democrat or if they're Republican, they have uh, Democrat votes Republican, Republicans vote Democrat because in some way they go, yeah, I guess it's not it's done by a Democrat, but technically it's I believe in these things and vice versa too. That would be amazing. That person would not get elected in this country, in the United States anyway. And that's a sad, sad thing. We should be just championing People who can change their mind, who can change their behaviors around things, who can establish principles, but then learn new facts. And as those facts emerge, adjust their behaviors around them, change their mind. Yeah, I voted for it. I voted for it when it was this, and then it changed a little bit. So I voted against it because it was no longer the thing. Yeah, that's the best thing ever that I did. Instead of, well, no, but I mean, what I meant by, I mean, I'm chicken, apology and chicken shit out of this thing. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. I don't want it to happen. And that's why I'm not going to run for president. I've said it before. The only reason I'd run is because the coffee would be amazing and brought to me. And those are values I have. But it's not enough for me to, to run. So I just wanted to mention changing your mind this week. Because, I, because I've been thinking about it with clients and everything else. Like how the transition happens when, and again, like it can look the same from, from the outside. It can look like, well, they're still the same person, but they may be completely different they may be a completely different person doing the very same things. Why? Because their mind has changed. They have learned new stuff, tried new stuff, followed somebody, and then said, okay, now it's time for me to do this on my own. And that's a that's a heroic act it, for me. That's a heroic act. And it gets people out of the handing over power to an outside force or being locked in, uh, in in which case in politics, I guess it's a little bit more about politics than I intended it to be, but if you're locked into the party that you're in so that you can't change your mind around something if it doesn't fit into that party, I think is a shame for everybody. I don't think it, I don't think it, it benefits uh, our species at all. It's just species-wide. Uh, anyway, that's it for this week. I Yeah, and so... Uh, Change your mind. It's okay. Be fluid. Be If you're locked into a party or locked into a, an external club or some sort of label, uh, it's worth questioning. And you might continue to do exactly what you were doing before, but this time, on your terms. Days on the rocks, I just want to row. Stuck on a vision and all that it holds. So much to lose and so far to be home Then I love you for once and you love me tenfold Yes, I love you for once and you love me tenfold Put away it out
put away it out. It ain't ours, I can't remember at all. It ain't ours, but we can't remember at all. Seems it's unraveling and we're chasing the cold. We could be walking since we relish the crowd. We will go the distance, will we ever fall? Yet I love you for once and you love me tenfold. Yes, I love you for once and you love me tenfold. Put away it out. Put away it out. It ain't ours, can't remember at all. It ain't ours, but we can't remember at all. Love you for once, and you love me tenfold. I love you for once, and you love me tenfold. Yes, I love you for once, and you love me tenfold. Yes, I love you for once, and you love me tenfold. Yeah, I love you for once, and you love me tenfold. Yes, I love you for once, and you love me tenfold.